Welcome to the Colby Cast, episode 93. Thank you for joining us. Today, Dr. Carl Hassler and Colby students Hannah, Luke, and Teresa join Bonnie and Jordan to discuss Colby Academy's new philosophy course and club. Our guests explain how these new offerings build on the philosophy that is woven throughout the other Colby courses. It's clear from the discussion how much the students have enjoyed these new opportunities. We hope that you'll enjoy hearing from them in this week's show. Hi there, I'm Bonnie, liturgical musician, popcorn and podcast fanatic, and Colby homeschooling mom to four lads and lasses of middle and high school age. And this is Stephen, homeschooling father of five and director of development for Colby Academy. And I'm Jordan. As a product of homeschooling, I'm proud to teach Greek and Latin for Colby online and serve as the alumni and public relations director. Last summer on episode 64, Stricken by Ideas, Therese Prudlow and I got to hear about the philosophy course that was in the works at that time from Dr. Carl Hassler, who was developing the course with Mr. Nicholas Sens, whom we met recently on ColbyCast episode 91, Kernels of Truth. Today, Dr. Hassler is back along with some Colby students who participate in his Philosophy, Theology, and Apologetics Club, as well as take his philosophy course. Dr. Hassler, Hannah, Teresa, and Luke, welcome to the ColbyCast. Thank you. Thank you. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having us. You're welcome. It's good to meet you guys. Dr. Hassler, thanks so much for coming back to talk to us. How have you been? Doing reasonably well. No complaints. <laughs> good, good. We enjoyed our conversation with you and was glad to get the opportunity to talk to you again. So thanks for coming back. Um, pleased to be here. Good deal. Let's get to know these Colby students a little bit. Hannah, would you start? What's your Colby story? And what else would you like us to know about you? So I'm Hannah again. I'm in 11th grade here at Colby. I've been taking Colby for like um, probably eight years, but the online classes for the last three or four years. I'm really excited to be here. The philosophy course has honestly been one of my favorite courses that I've taken. Um, up there also is Latin with Dr. Almanzar. Excellent. Great answer, yeah. <laughs> Way to go. What are some of your interests and things you do outside of school when school's finished? If it ever is, really. Oh, that's a good point. <laughs> but um oh, I like to read a lot, um when outside of school reading of course. Mm -hmm. Then um playing with my siblings. I still have younger siblings who appreciate that. And um, we like to do um, like family board games and such, and also um, like hikes and such. I have siblings who are very big into bird watching. So oh, interesting. Yeah. Okay. How about you, Teresa? Okay. Hi. Um, yes, I'm Teresa. I'm a senior. I've been here since 2016, I think. Okay. So have a bit of have a bit of experience, I guess. I'm president of the PTA club here, um, so I'm gonna try to sell you on it okay. throughout this podcast. <laughs> but um, I don't know. For interest, philosophy really is an interest for me. Like it is a hobby. I do like like reading philosophy books and you know further studying that. So it is really a natural expansion of that interest. Um, and I've had classes with Dr. Hassler for about two years now, I think. All right. 
That's wonderful. Okay, Luke, what about you? Yeah, hi, my name is Luke. I am currently a senior here at Colby Academy, and I started homeschooling with them in the third grade, but it was only three years ago that I started taking online courses, okay. which I've enjoyed a lot. Um, I love the philosophy already integrated into Colby's other courses, such as theology and history, and so I thought, why not give this philosophy course a try, and I'm really glad I did. Dr. Hassler and the other students are great, and I've already learned so much. So, yeah, I'm not regretting my decision at all. I've been hearing great things about it. Sounds like it's going well. I'm, I'm glad to hear you're having a good year with it. What are some of your interests outside of, of school? Outside of school, my life is mostly dominated by piano and violin. So I practice those every day. I'm a member of two orchestras, so... Classical music especially is something I really enjoy. And besides that, I'm, I'm an avid reader and I'm really passionate about pets. We have two golden retrievers and three cats. So our house is very busy with them and I just love doing anything with them. So yeah. Fun, they sound fun. So I bet Dr. Hassler's music recommendations, those are popular at your house with your, with your musical interests. I enjoy those myself. <laughs> okay, so Dr. Hassler, when we met you last summer, when I met you last summer, you gave us a preview of the philosophy course as you were working on it with Mr. Sens. How has it gone this year? Uh, I think it's gone very well. Um, I was a little concerned at the beginning of the year how well the students would read the material, how well they would grasp the, the essential ideas. We really cover a lot of a lot of ground in a very short amount of time. And um, to my to my surprise and really to my pleasure, most of the students are doing better than most of my college students ever did. <laughs> so I've been very very impressed. And like I say, we're reading we're reading significant chunks of particular thinkers in a week's time, something that at the college level I would sometimes take two, three weeks to do. And we're doing it in a week's time. And they're really they're really doing a fine job of of seeing the essential ideas that I'm trying to get them to look at and understand. So I've been very pleased to this to date. Good deal. I'm happy to hear that. I'm not surprised that they are picking up on it as they are knowing our, our Colby students. It's a great job, guys. It sounds like you're running with it. That's fantastic. Do you guys have some particular highlights from the year that come to mind as you think about that course? I wouldn't say there's any particular memory that I'm extremely fond of. But overall, what I like about the class so much is that it's discussion based. And it's just not a flippant discussion that we're having. We're asking the big questions that man has been asking since his creation. So these discussions we have in philosophy class are always thought provoking. They get all of us using our brains. And yeah, I've really enjoyed that part of it. And Dr. Hassler mentioned that we're um, basically blowing through a lot of big readings. So it's sort of like an overview of philosophy course but um 
even though we can't spend a ton of time on everything, you do see how one thinker affected the next person and how like ideas changed over time and then in response to historical events. So I really like seeing that. Let's talk about the benefit of taking this dedicated course when philosophy is already woven through the other courses. What do y'all think about that? I think the benefit always is that it makes for better thoughtful thinkers in the first place, uh, a, a better understanding of history and culture, uh, a better understanding of where we are now as opposed to where we've come from. All those things, I think, are, are enriched by a, a, a good, sound understanding of philosophical discourse. That'd be my, that would be my, my take. This is kind of along what Hannah was saying earlier, but in the non-philosophy classes we have here at Colby, a lot of the philosophical writings we read, I won't say they're taken out of context, but you don't get the general overview of, you don't have the added benefit of reading other philosophers along with the philosophers you're already reading. So in a non-philosophy class, you can only choose which philosophers to read based on how relevant they are to the class. I think, like in theology, you're going to be mainly reading people like St. Thomas Aquinas or St. Anselm, but you probably won't get to read people like John Berkeley or Kant or Nietzsche. And that's one of the reasons why I love Colby's philosophy class so much. Another reason is that in Colby's philosophy class, you are exposed to anti-Catholic thinkers as well as Catholic thinkers. And I think that's really important because Catholics were called to defend our faith. And what better way to do that than to know and understand the opposing side's viewpoints so that we can adequately refute them. I also think that like taking this course separately um, you get to see in more depth some of the ideas that are brought up in like theology, literature, history classes over the years. So like I'm in uh, Theology 11 right now and we've been reading a lot of Thomas Aquinas and I've read some of him for philosophy but it's cool to read him in both subjects and like see how like you can be learning about something in this subject and then it ties over also into philosophy. Yeah, I, I wanted to ask you um, as the president of the club, Teresa, could you, could you explain a little bit of the relationship between the, the three, so philosophy, apologetics, and theology? Oh, wow, yeah. Um, well, other than our really cool name, which we, uh, we all established was pretty funny in the in the first <laughs> meeting or so. I think Dr. Hesser said um, he was tormented by PTA meetings in the past. <laughs> so well, now we're coming back and trying to give it a new name. But um, I think that they are really interconnected. You know, philosophy, theology, apologetics. Obviously, there's the connection with theology and apologetics, you know, defending what you learn in theology, basically. And philosophy, I think, it's all about asking questions. The whole, the whole class, I think, is about those deeper questions and defending them, um, whether they're philosophical or apologetical, which often intertwine. You know, they're, they're coming from the same source, basically. What is interesting about the PTA club 
is that I, I'm, I've been trying to make it as student-driven as possible, so I, I asked them to give me the topics that they want to discuss for each meeting. And most of the topics that I've been given have been philosophy topics, not theology, not apologetics. And I, I would love them to offer me those suggestions as well. But when we have our discussions, I think I think theology and apologetics is never far behind the uh, conversation, uh, and, and that's a good thing too. And I try to bring those topics to bear as well. Uh, maybe not as well as others could do, but I do my best. I think you do pretty well. <laughs> Thank <laughs> I have you. To argue. <laughs> Thank you. Even if we have. A philosophy topic we usually do bring up a theological or apologetical perspective into it um, like we always have somebody bring up a church document or a dogmatic teaching on it to help help us find our footing on what we believe really so it does it does come in what would be a good recent example of, of a topic that came up in in one of your meetings two weeks ago we talked about spiritual warfare hmm. Right. That was a really good discussion. It was, we had a smaller group, so we really got into it. But yeah, spiritual warfare and the militaristic language we use with that. And we've talked about free will and determinism, those kinds of questions. And obviously those, those have important implications for um, Catholic theology, etc. So we've had those kinds of conversations as well. I'd also like to add, um, I'm not in the club, but I think that where philosophy and theology meet is when, I think it's when you make the decision to like believe in something because like philosophy, it's thought and thinking. So like you can think about ideas and when you actually ascribe to it and like decide to place your faith in and trust in it, I think that's the point where philosophy becomes theology. I know there are things in theology that are beyond the realm of philosophy. Like there are, there's divine revelation, things that we can't know by reason. But um, St. Thomas Aquinas called philosophy the handmaid of theology. You really need to have this thought basis before you can um, move into theology and establish your beliefs on this. Hannah, I have to say that what you are saying reminds me a lot of what St. John Paul II talks about in his papal encyclical, Vitus et Ratio, faith and reason are like two wings upon which you ascend to the contemplation of the truth. The two go hand in hand. They're essentially sister sciences. Even though theology is the queen of the, queen of the sciences, philosophy can still be used to attain higher truths. They just do so through different mediums. Hmm. Good. That insight into with that intersection, that's really compelling. So students bring you topics that you want to discuss in the meeting, and then you guys start a discussion on it, and it kind of flows from there. Does that sort of the yeah. structure of it? Okay. Yeah, we have a starting question, and we'll have a healthy amount of sub-questions to guide the conversation afterwards. Um, sometimes we get to them, sometimes we don't, if we go a different <laughs> way. But it's always a good discussion. It's It's free form kind of okay. like jazz nice kind of like playing jazz I, you know um, 
I, I take my role to be just simply the guardrail guide <laughs> to make sure we don't go too far stream or go down, you know, bad rabbit trails and things like that. And we've had some really fine discussions, I think. And I try to add my two or three cents worth of what I know on an occasion when I think it's appropriate. And hopefully I haven't uh, mucked up the waters too much in the conversation. And I think I think it's it's been a lot of fun, much better than I expected it to be. I think I'm I'm been pleasantly surprised. Uh, we started slowly last fall. We only met two or three times, and um, I've ramped it up this this semester. We try to meet every other week. We'll probably end up having about hmm, nine, maybe ten meetings this semester. Wow! So it's been enjoyable. It's been enjoyable. I've been very, very pleased with the interaction of those who've attended. Hearing everything you guys are saying about the philosophy of college ethics and theology club is really tempting me to find an excuse for joining. I mean, I don't know if I have the time, but I think I might have to find the time to join because it definitely seems like the discussions you have are really productive. Well. Yeah, late ad Luke will cost you about $25, but that's okay. <laughs> you can you can mail it to me. Well, at least I still have a whole other year at Colby to do it. There you go. There you go. Now you're thinking. Now you're thinking. We've got you drawn in. Good job, Teresa. Yes, thank you. We're selling it. <laughs> yes, doing a great job. I like that jazz analogy. There's some form. Mm -hmm. There's some form to it. You have a beginning and you have an end. Yep, and everybody knows what key you're in. <laughs> That's right. You've got to play in a key. What do you find is the value of discussing, or, or what value is there in discussing these topics as high school students and in this setting? There's absolutely a benefit, especially at this age, to, to have these discussions and have them in this environment. I do think it is like um, Luke and Hannah said about the course. It is an expansion of the philosophy that's intertwined in other Colby courses. Um, so you do get to have it in a bigger sense here. But what I think is the greatest benefit is that you get to, you get to talk through and dissect these beliefs and work through them so that you can have these foundational like beliefs for yourself and like kind of forming a train of logic you can see it as students go through it and that's a really amazing to watch mm -hmm. um you know and not everybody has to have a philosophy background for this class so we really do start like ground up and then we start going higher and i think that it's really important to have that before you go off to college and like have that as a foundation for your young adult life i would add that you know I, now I'm always sort of referencing my experience as having taught in at the college level for a long time. I would add that learning to think in a much more structured way, in a much more articulate and clear way, is very beneficial at this level. Uh, so much of what I heard oftentimes in my freshman, sophomore classes at 
at the college was um, very poorly formed reasoning. It, it's funny, after you get out of high school, a lot of these, a lot of these students sort of were uh, much more interested in job skills and getting into the workforce and not in reasoning. And I think that's indicative of the sort of national discourse or lack of articulate discourse that we are experiencing in this country. Uh, the poor training that students get even before they get to college in terms of thinking about these kinds of ideas, the ideas that, you know, essentially matter. Uh, they may not they may not make you a lot of money, but they really do matter in terms of how one lives a life. So I, I think the benefit for our Colby students, I mean, all through the curriculum is one they're reading some philosophy here and there, but also an opportunity to learn how to play with ideas. I've always used the idea that the classroom is like a playground. It's, it's a place to experiment and practice for when you find yourself in an important situation where you have to articulate ideas about something. The classroom is the place to practice. And so that's how I try to encourage students to participate in class and the, and the club is a perfect forum for that kind of practice. Just my thought. Well, that goes right along with what uh, Chrissy Almazar was saying on the, on the other episode as well, just uh, having the mentorship. Mm -hmm. I wanted to mention, so earlier you mentioned Dr. Hassler about how um, the students are, are, are doing better than many college students do. And I, I see that all the time in Latin. I mean, Hannah was with me in AP Latin um, already. I guess you were just a sophomore or something when we did that. So at, at that point, students become very advanced in, in some of our courses. And I wonder what encouragement you might offer for them to go on and, and maybe continue studying philosophy when they're gonna enter into a undergraduate level which uh they may have they may have already engaged um, some of the texts or maybe even gone beyond what they might they might find even in the newman guide schools that some of them doing the socratic method so that so they'll have practice in in talking in class and and not just being lectured to um what what would you say as far as preparation what is, what are the the course in the club doing for the students well, I think I think the first thing that's happening is just getting exposed to the ideas. Uh, I'll, I'll harken back to my own experience of sort of um, all of a sudden waking up to this world of ideas when I was, you know, 11, 12, 13, 14 years old, all of a sudden sort of being introduced to these kinds of ideas that, that I could see even at that age really mattered in terms of how I, how I lived. And I, so I think, I think the thing that Colby does so well by integrating these various works into the history courses, into the literature courses, 
is that they get exposed to ideas that have some real depth and meaning to how they're how they should look at how they live their lives and so the philosophy class and the and the club i think helps to put a light on those ideas and and make them shine a little brighter than they ordinarily would and not all the students are going to, you know, be interested in taking another philosophy course. That's probably has something to do with me, but but they're going to want some of them are going to want to experience some more. And so my suggestion will be to those students to yes, take another class, even if it's just, you know, an elective in your degree plan that helps to fulfill a credit. Go ahead and take another class if you if you find this interesting. Uh, I guess my my one caveat to that is it's somewhat going to kind of depend on where you're going to go to school. If you're going to end up at a at a state-run university, you might want to be very careful about taking a course because you never know what you're going to get by way of an instructor. Uh, you can always do some checking to see what they're going to read, things like that. Uh, so much of those classes are driven by textbooks, which are usually poor at best and written by uh, people who are not uh, members of the faith. So you kind of got to be careful there. But um, yes, if, if, if they get if they get struck by the ideas, if they get stricken, I like to use that idea, get stricken by ideas a little bit, then um, yeah, keep checking it out. At the very least, at the very least, you can walk into a library and pull a book off a shelf and go home and read. You can, you can pull Plato's dialogues off the shelf. You can find most libraries, Thomas Aquinas's Summa, or the the Contra Gentiles, you can find the works of philosophy, the great books. You don't have to take a class in order to read these things. All you need is someone you can talk to about ideas, and that shouldn't be too hard to find. So that 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 would be my my suggestion. But that's what I'm trying to do in these classes and the club is. You know, let's let's see these ideas in a brighter light. Let's see that they do matter in terms of how you understand the world you live in and how other people may be understanding that same world. And and now you know what you're up against, especially in the latter part of the philosophy course. Now we're reading, you know, we're reading moderns, and so we're reading we're reading a lot of stuff that. It's not my favorite stuff, uh, but the stuff that I got drilled on when I was in school, and this is where so many people are coming from. And so, you know, we need to we need to know what what we're up against. And so I'm trying to sort of make that make that uh, accessible and show that to the students. How has that been, guys? Reading these these. You guys were nodding as he was saying that. Well, today we're covering Friedrich Nietzsche, who uh, is 
not a big fan of Christianity, organized Christianity. I think I think Nietzsche gets misread a lot, but but he has an understanding of things that is certainly going to challenge our students and certainly challenge the theological community of the 20th century into the 21st century. Um, he's he's one of those figures that one has to reckon with, and. Um, I have a feeling we'll have an interesting class today. One of the benefits of reading philosophers like Nietzsche, I think, is that their ideas can be traced to some of the moral corruption we see today. For example, Nietzsche basically says that Christianity is a religion of hatred. And you can definitely trace that to the hatred that's directed towards Christianity today by non-believers. So I think it's important to read these philosophers so we can better understand how our modern society has been affected by these ideas and how we can better make reparation. Yeah, even though as believing Christians and Catholics, it can be difficult to read what Nietzsche's saying. Um, I think like everyone here has mentioned this today, like it's important to know what the other side is saying because like you can't, really argue against something if you don't know what they're saying. So like that's why Carol Wojtyla, future John Paul II, that's why he read Marx and Das Kapital and all those communist books so he could understand what they were saying and be able to confront what was going on in his home country of Poland because you have to know what the other side is saying. So even though it can be messy or disturbing to read, you really have to. If you have that a foundation that will allow you to read it without getting swept into it like i can see how if someone didn't have like a strong foundation in their faith so like that colby has really given us it it would be really easy to get swept into what nietzsche is saying so having the foundation is important too absolutely absolutely tell me more about the in the club where do you think the ideas for the, the club meeting topics, where do they come from? You were mentioning spiritual warfare and other things that have come up. I request every every meeting, send me topics you'd like to talk about. And they will show up from time to time. I've, I've had a couple students send me like a page page of different topics they'd like to discuss. We've I've looked at a few of those. Um, sometimes I get topics that need to be adjusted or polished up a little bit and uh, I and so I will I will sort of reframe them a little bit but uh, generally generally all the topics have come from the students um, okay. that's my druthers on this <laughs> yeah. I, you know it's their club I'm just the uh, mediator or, or moderator and uh, so I want them to be invested in it and and so far for the most part they have been and that's a good thing so i look for their topics yeah we also do have our discussion boards so it's not limited to just the meeting we had a huge just oh my gosh it was it was it was so so long we had this giant discussion board uh for semester one where anybody in the club could just post a question they had and they could have somebody else answer it, or often Dr. Hassler would weigh in and like give a response. 
And yeah, we have a second one that we just made for semester two, and it's already filling up. So we, it doesn't, it's not just limited to our, our meetings in the, uh, in the Adobe, Adobe Connect room. That's right. Conversation continues. Yeah, it's the only class where I've had to have two discussion boards. So that's kind of interesting. <laughs> but that's good. That's good. Yes. Yep. Lots to say, lots to think, get people thinking. Would you say there have been any surprises or unexpected benefits of membership? If there are people who are like, mm, not sure, what would you say? That's a good question. Um, I mean, for me personally, I found like, I found it a challenge to come up with different topics of discussion that were worth being discussed and like were at the level that we could all come and contribute. Um, I think, I think for, newer members, especially like if you're a freshman or sophomore and you're you're just getting into like Colby High School stuff, you'll find it's it'll it'll make you better at articulating your thoughts. I've seen a progression for a lot of students as they work through these and they kind of build up their arguments of logic, but that they're able to better articulate it. Um, it comes with like as you keep on talking about it with people, you're able to have like a precision with your language. And express exactly what it is that you are thinking about or you're asking about and I think you get that you can get that in really any Colby course but it's especially it'll it'll make it stronger in this class especially because it's extremely discussion based it is all a discussion uh, yeah and it's it's about we didn't say debating when we first started we didn't want it to be a debate club um, we said we're not going to do any exhausted political topics we wanted actual questions. So not only are you getting to become a better arguer and thinker, but you're getting a foundation of beliefs to help you better operate in the world as well. Teresa touched on, on an issue that I was concerned about going into this club that initially we had talked about it being a debate club. And, and the problem that I've always had with debate clubs as I have seen them in the past is that you're given a topic and one group is to, is supposed to argue for the point the other group is supposed to argue against the point and that you sort of learn how to debate that way and I and I thought well that's sort of antithetical to learning how to argue for one's faith you don't you don't get into a debate club where okay you you argue for Catholicism and you argue against Catholicism. Uh, no, I I didn't want to be a party to that. I would rather here's a topic. What do you think about this topic? Ideas come flying in. Some are good. Some are not so good. So we talk about them, and along the way, the ideas that are not so good. The student presumably says, oh, yeah, I hadn't thought about it like that. Now I see it more like this. I would rather have a conversation and a discussion that way than this more formalized, I'm pro, I'm con, and let's see who gets the most points. I didn't want to do that. And so when we were talking about this last summer, um, I throughout this suggestion, this format, as, as something that I thought would be better for our students. And I was pleased that my idea was accepted and it has worked, I think, reasonably well. 
Thank you. <laughs> I really do appreciate that aspect, that it's not like a competition. Um, I love that moment when someone will be like, oh, I hadn't thought about it like that. Because it's like, you're, you're coming to, uh, you're coming closer to truth and you're not being blocked off by an heuristic sense of like, I must dominate this conversation. I must, I must win. My opinion has to be right. So it's less about, I'm already right. It's like, we're all unified in trying to find what is true. Indeed. I would agree. Thank you. It sounds like a, an ideal training for engaging in conversation and in charitable conversation with others. Yeah. Yeah. The idea of having a civil conversation mm -hmm. about ideas that doesn't have to devolve into a screaming match. What a concept. <laughs> yes. Quite the novel idea. Okay. Do you have, are you planning any changes or updates to the philosophy course for next year, Dr. Hassler? I haven't been told that I am. Okay. Uh, <laughs> um, I have, I have asked to have a sort of meeting, meet and discuss after year one meeting sometime in June to just sort of talk about how it went. Yeah. I, I don't necessarily see any changes coming other than maybe I'll learn some of these some of these thinkers a little bit better than I did the first time through there were a few people that we read this year that I had little to no experience reading um, because it never they never really came up in any of my coursework Dun Scotus for one Never, never had a class where I had to read any Duns Scotus, so that was new to me. And, and and I I enjoyed reading him. I found him very interesting, and I could make some interesting connections going forward. So, so for me, it's just you know, getting my chops back, as it were, and um, doing doing some for me this summer doing some um, secondary reading. So I'll be better prepared come next year. So it's just, you know, just try to do, try to do what we've done this year better yeah. than I did this year. And so that, that, that's the game plan as I see it, unless something revelatory happens between now and the end of the year. Gotcha. And is it going to be offered as a homeschool course or is it a, an online course only for the time being? I believe I believe that that's what Mr. Sens is working on the homeschool side of it, okay. uh, so that it will be, uh, I, I guess, an elective. Philosophy is an elective; uh, should be required, but but okay, <laughs> right. it, it, it's an elective right now. And uh, you know, back in the day when when someone went to a Catholic school, they usually had to have nine credit hours of philosophy. I don't know what's happened to that, but okay. But um, I believe, it, yes, it, there'll be a homeschool version that will, I guess, be launched for next year. Okay, great. And that'll be that'll be neat. That'll be neat. Mm -hmm. That's come up before the, the whole elective in air quotes. Like these are these courses that are designated elective are quite valuable. They how they get that how they end up in that category, who knows, right? Well, product of the way education has gone the last 50 years, I think. Yeah. 
and even 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 Catholic schools have been subjected to that in mm -hmm. various different ways. But we'll write the curve again. That's right. We'll write the curve. Okay. Do you guys have any final thoughts, anything that you wanted to bring up that we haven't gotten to? My piece of, piece of advice for anyone who is thinking about taking this course is that I urge them not to go into it thinking that it's going to be an easy A. Even <laughs> though it's an elective course, the readings are intense. Everything is just as intense as you would find in any Colby Humanity course. But I also find that it's just as rewarding, if not more rewarding in some cases. So if you just have a desire to know truth with a capital T, then I highly recommend that you take the philosophy course. It's been very enjoyable so far. Well, I'm, I'm very obviously going to recommend that you join the excellently named PTA club. <laughs> uh, I mean, it's, it's an amazing way to practice critical thinking. And like Luke said, you don't you don't need anything. You just have to have a desire for truth. That's that's all you you need to to get by a lot, I think, uh, in philosophy. And it's for high school, ninth grade and up. Yes. Yes, ninth okay. grade and up. Okay. Dr. Hassler, anything you want to add to this? Oh, I think well, I think everyone should take a philosophy class. But I I think. I think you would be better served if you are 11th or 12th grade taking the philosophy class, but the PTA club is open from, for all high school students. So that may, be, that may be the place for people to get their feet wet, as it were, and see what it's about and see if they might, might like to dive in a little more and then when they get to junior senior level then consider taking the philosophy class you know it's not for everybody um but it's certainly it's certainly a class that can benefit anybody so that may they may that may sound a little paradoxical well that's chesterton coming out i guess but um i certainly will welcome anybody who wants to take that class and um so i'll just leave it at that okay thank you guys for joining us it was a fun conversation and sounds like a lot of good opportunities out there for anyone listening and uh i hope that i hope it was informative and um again thank you for coming on the show it was a lot of fun thank you thank you so much for having thank you. us was a very enjoyable fruitful discussion <laughs> Thank you. Oh, you're welcome. Good to see you again, Dr. Hassler. Thank you all. All right. Thank you. Subscribe to the Colby Cast on your favorite podcast app so that you don't miss an episode. And let us know how we're doing by leaving a rating or a review. And as always, feel free to email us at podcast at colby.org. Mary, our mother, pray for us. St. Maximilian Colby, pray for us. Ad maiorem Dei Gloriam.